Hi, and welcome to this Nordea Markets Insights podcast. My name is Terry Baines, and I'm happy to be hosting a series of podcasts tied to the latest Nordea economic outlook, The Road to Recovery. In these podcasts, I've been interviewing the analysts behind the report, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Tuli Koivu, Nordea's chief economist for Finland. Hi, Tuli. Hello. Um, so jumping right in, in the report, you say that the coronavirus blew a large hole in the Finnish economy. How are things looking now in Finland, both in terms of the virus and the economy? Well, both things are actually looking much better now than they used to in May. The economy is recovering very fast, actually. We have been able to use Nordea's card data since mid-March, and it shows that we are already back to normal levels. Obviously, there are still challenges. The virus hasn't disappeared completely. We still have a few cases, let's say around 10 cases uh, every week or every day, uh, but um, in total, the situation is much better. People are not so much afraid of moving around anymore. Restaurants are now open. Also, the mass events will be mostly allowed uh, from the beginning of August. So everything is much easier now and much more normal. Great. And and how is that uh, playing out um, when it comes to the economy? Well, Uh, we assume that most of the consumption is back. What is very astonishing is that um, people are using a lot of money uh, on goods. So they actually buy more goods now than they used to a year ago, while at the same time consumption of services is lower. And that, of course, has negative consequences on the labor market. And um, what we are mainly worried about at the moment is that Um, even if consumption seems to be coming back on track, we are expecting more negative impacts from global economy to hit the Finnish export sector only in the autumn. So we produce a lot of investment goods and uh, intermediate goods for for industries all around the world. And when the crisis started, most of these companies had their order books full for at least six months, some of them for two years. And in the autumn, we actually will see whether those order books uh, start fulfilling again or, or whether uh, companies will run out of new orders and then they need to cut down their production. So we assume that uh, consumption is on a track to much better than than was perhaps uh, expected earlier in, in April or even in May. But then on the other hand, global economy doesn't look too good and we are afraid of the negative consequences coming with a delay to the Finnish economy. Okay. Um, you mentioned the labor market, um, focusing a bit on that. Um, it has been hit hard in Finland. You In the report, you, you note that the number of employees put on furlough reached 7.5% of the workforce in mid-May, um, and that we haven't seen such a, such a plunge in the labor market since the recession of the, the 1990s. How is the labor market currently doing, and, and what's our outlook there? Yeah, that's a good point. I think all around, also in Finland, the crisis hit the labor market very hard. Um, the number of furloughs has come down. Uh, it's still a six-digital uh, number, so that more than 100,000 uh, people are still uh, on a temporary leave. And actually, these weeks are pretty critical. In Finland, uh, in legislation, it's pretty easy to temporarily lay off a person for three months. But now, for most of those layoffs, three months uh, starts to be over. 
and now we will see in the coming months how big percentage of those persons will come back or are able to return to their previous jobs. At the moment it, it looks much brighter. Uh, service industries are also developing and rising, demand is increasing, uh, but we have to admit that the shock to the labor market has been huge and of course we cannot rule out that there are also many persons who are now temporarily laid off but then actually become permanently unemployed uh, when those three months and four months are, are over. So um, this has been a huge shock for the labor market and, and it will be also um, important from the household's confidence point of view to have uh, as many persons as possible returning soon to the labor market so that they can then continue consuming and, and contributing to the recovery. Great. Um, you mentioned that you've been using Nordea card transaction data to track overall trends in consumer spending across sectors during the crisis and that we, we saw a 25% drop in card payment volume back in March. Um, where are we now in terms of private consumption and w which are the sectors that have been hit harder than others? Yes, yeah, the, the card transaction data has been very interesting to follow because most of the economic data that we normally use uh, comes out with a delay of one month, two months, three months. And this card transaction data, um, in our view, tracks consumption very well, which is in the epicenter of the crisis. So that by following the weekly corona barometer on Finland, one should be able to track pretty well how is the most of the economy doing and it seems that most of the consumers are are kind of back so as you mentioned um, in the worst weeks from mid-march to mid-april around one-fourth of the consumption just disappeared partly voluntarily people didn't want to go to the restaurants even when they were still allowed to be open and of course tourism overall was was hard hit um, and now let's say already since um, mid-April uh, we have seen steady recovery and actually in certain weeks um, there has been more uh, car transactions than in normal times and um, or prior to the crisis and and we seem to be already close to the normal levels and um, the out of the sectors uh, those sectors that have been benefiting from the crisis are mainly grocery stores but also retail sales more generally and the hardest hit set sectors as i mentioned tourism also restaurants all kind of cultural activities where the mass events have been cancelled and and forbidden um, all kind of uh, healthcare services but also uh, barbers uh, and, and dentists and so on were also under uh, much lower volumes in March, April, still in May but those have recently recovered. Uh, a couple of my friends who work as uh, hairdressers they have told me that now they have so many uh, customers coming in that they cannot deal with all those heads so everybody wants to be uh, prepared for the summer holiday and everybody is more um, they kind of trust that there's so much less virus going on and going around that they can move around and go to 
see their hairdressers. So uh, some services are recovering very fast, but then we have uh, especially tourism, which is clearly lacking behind volume still in hotels, for example, 80 or 90 percent below the normal. We are now very interested in seeing when the summer holidays really starts, uh, how much Finns will use money here in Finland. Normally, we use more money outside Finland than, than the foreign tourists bring in Finland. So we kind of think that if Finns now want to use their money in Finland and, and the tourism companies are able to market their services to the Finnish tourists this summer, there should be a kind of capacity to use money and, and keep tourism industry ongoing through this very difficult period of time. But that's a big question mark. Great. Um, so the Finnish government has adopted significant aid packages to support businesses and prevent a dramatic rise in unemployment. What's been the effect on public finances and how do you see that playing out? Yes, just like in many other countries, Finnish government has been very active and uh, they have uh, supported the companies to, to come up with the, some sort of compensations for their uh, uh, permanent costs, for example. And then this furlough system has been very commonly used in Finland and those procedures were simplified and made faster just to make it easier for, for companies to to temporarily lay off people and then, on the other hand, avoid uh, unnecessary bankruptcies. I think those schemes, of course, there are always good things about them and bad things about them, but most of the people and economists in Finland uh, genuinely agree that they were necessary and uh, they basically get a full support. One can always, of course, criticize the details, but uh, on the other hand, this crisis has been so huge and the impact has been so, so huge and negative on the economy and also on the society that government uh, has been forced to be uh, very act when making these decisions. Altogether, we estimate that the government deficit will be something close to 20 billion euros this year. So it's around or close to 10% of GDP, one could say. That would take our public debt uh, to around 70% of GDP. It used to be around 60%. So the increase is dramatic, of course, and everybody is... Um, is of course uh, worried how are we all going to pay this back given the problems of aging and low productivity growth that we have experienced in Finland. But on the other hand, it's probably a very exceptional event and the public support for these measures is is wide. Um, so, and, and compared to the euro area, on average, of course, the level of debt, for example, is not that worrying. 70%, of course, it's about the mastery criteria, but in the international comparison, it's still pretty low. Right. Um, there's still a, a great deal of uncertainty, obviously, about the virus and its economic impact. But what do you see as the most likely scenario for Finland's economic recovery? Well, when can we expect uh, the economy to be back on track? Well, the beginning of the recovery 
has been pretty fast. Um, the huge decline that we saw in consumption is now most of it has been kind of um, compensated already and, and we are well on track to, to kind of V-shape recovery. But then we really think that there are some sectors where recovery will come only with a delay, like tourism. But then, as I mentioned in the beginning, we kind of think that the worst has or remains to be seen in our um, manufacturing, for example. Construction, on the other hand, was already um, experiencing some sort of downturn before the crisis. And obviously, now that people are perhaps less willing to take risks, it might be that the volumes in construction will continue to decline through the autumn, perhaps through next winter at least. So. Even if most of the economy is recovering, we are afraid that it will take at least until the end of 2021, until we are back to the pre-crisis level. This all assumes that the virus doesn't come back with at least in the large extent and we are uh, capable of avoiding another round of lockdown. But then, of course, if, if the virus starts spreading again and people are afraid of it, stay at home and, and there might be even more restrictions, uh, then, of course, we go back to our downward scenario where it might take years to come back. And um, all the scenarios, I think, have a likelihood of above zero. It's kind of hard to think a positive scenario at the moment. I think that also our baseline scenario, which uh, assume, uh, assumes minus 7% GDP growth, is actually pretty positive, And it already contains a steady path towards recovery. And, and we are well on that track at the moment. But it doesn't allow any sort of setbacks in the in the coming months. So there's really a lot of um, uncertainty around the outlook and uh, just a small delay in the recovery may turn the growth rates uh, even more negative for Finland. Great. Well, as always, Tuli, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and hear your insights. Uh, you, for those listening, you can find the full economic outlook and more of Tuli's research at emarkets.nordea.com.